Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krupp. Hey, everybody. Good morning to you. Great to be with you here on Political Coffee, the show where we talk about political issues of the day, always with the hope that it gives you hope, you encouragement, how you can change your world. Yeah. By having those persuasive conversations with persuadable people in your world. Lots to talk about today. So let me ask you this question. Does the fight, well, I mean, two days now, we've been unable to elect a U.S. House of Representatives Speaker of the House, who is the person under the Constitution that is third in line to become the presidency. Okay. Does it matter? Seriously, does it matter? There's an interesting piece written today in The Federalist by David Harrisini, who is not a conservative Trump-loving person, believe me. Okay? The piece is, relax. The GOP fight over House Speaker doesn't really matter. Well, he's right. The subheadline is, it's just a vote about management. That's where he's wrong. And I'll get into that. But I promised you yesterday that we would get to this well, this Trump tweet, and it's another piece from the Federalist from yesterday by a woman, Jordan Boyd, it's called, here's the headline, Trump is wrong about the efficacy and resilience of the pro-life movement. Now, this is all stems from President Trump's tweet on Truth Social. The subheadline by Jordan Boyd is, no, President Trump, the unapologetically pro-life position is a strength, not a weakness. So we're going to explore that today, and I want to know what you think about it. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line, folks, because this issue is not going away. Why? Because even people like Trump have been deceived into believing that the pro-life position is the weak position. And that it causes Republicans to lose close races. Now, I disagree with that for a number of reasons. But that's my perspective. And my perspective has changed. Because I used to be pro-choice. Even as a conservative. Because I used to buy the lie. But it's a woman's choice. It's her decision. It's her body. Well, even before COVID vaccine mandates, which are the opposite of that, because it isn't your body and your choice if you are an airline pilot, if you're an NFL football player, and please continue to pray for DeMar Hamlin. He is showing some signs of improvement. That's good. 
It isn't your choice when you are a U.S. soldier. Because your choice is to leave the service of this country. Your choice is to no longer be an airline pilot. Your choice is to no longer be a state employee for the state of Oregon. If you've been mandated that you have to have the shot. So much for my body, my choice. Well, with abortion, we'll go past the hypocrisy of my body, my choice as a mantra of the pro-choice, pro-death, pro-baby killing, because that's what it is, crowd out there. Does it really hurt Republicans? Hmm? Does it? Was it handled poorly by many Republicans? I would say yes, it was, but not for the reasons that Donald Trump is putting forth. We're going to get into that today. And again, I want to know your perspective on it. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. There's another Northwest Observer story that broke late yesterday. We couldn't get to it because we're off the air by then. And this Judge Robert Rascio, who has put Measure 114 generally on hold, has upheld a restraining order on a piece of this particular measure. Now, what it is, is the current process if you go to buy a gun is that you have to do the background check and there's a three-day hold on you actually being able to obtain the firearm that's state and it is federal law measure 114 did away with that and basically says there's no hold the state for whatever reasons could simply choose not to grant you a permit not to buy the gun, but not to grant you the background check. And it is, in essence, a permit. because they And it does work to defy ownership of weapons legally to those who can't own them. Now, we can get into all of that at a deeper level some other time. But here's my point to you. The judge struck down this no limit to how long the state can keep you from buying a gun because of a background check. The judge struck that down. Now, this is because of something that's called severability. This is it. This is a NorthwestObserver.com story. Severability is simply this. It says that if, there, if any provision of a law, and in this case it isn't in Measure 114, if any provision of it or its applications or any person or circumstance is held invalid, then the court has to determine if other portions of the law survive. That's what severability is. So if one part of it is struck down, the court has to say, well, the other parts are okay. Judge Rascio said, no, that is wrong. This is unconstitutional. Now, Kevin Sterrett, Oregon Firearms Federation director, said, 
Today's decision is a very good news. The days ahead will tell what the state plans to do to reverse that good news because they will try. But for now, we have another victory for gun owners and common sense. But the federal case is continuing. The legal bills are larger than anything Oregon Firearms Federation has faced before. This is a great reason for you to make a contribution to their legal defense fund. Go to off. Oregon Firearms Federation, you can find them. Also, before I get to the phones, and Ron and Jim, I'm going to get to in just a moment, 503-589-1220. Sean Hannity jumped the shark last night. If you've watched, he, he got into a yelling match with Representative Lauren Boebert. Sean, you're wrong. Love you, man. Even though you're wearing the CIA pin on your lapel sometimes he doesn't understand why he kept going and this is what sean does he badgers people he doesn't like and lauren bobert good for her for standing her ground there's only 20 of you and he's got over 200 votes why don't you give up because they're holding their ground and it does matter because it's all about trust that's what this is about because they don't trust him. Now, nobody can get sworn in like Andrea Salinas, and there's a story today, Oregon Capitol, Mike Erickson's lawsuit that she defamed him and lied about him is ongoing. That judge said, yeah, you can continue. That's good. It's too bad that he is not suing to have the election overturned because state law allows that. I wish he would. Would have been the right thing to do. She can't be sworn in. At any rate, there's other things going on out there. But, folks, Trump is wrong about what he said about abortion. And does really this fight over the speaker's nomination, election in Congress, does it matter? Well, it does and it doesn't. Let's go to Ron. Ron, good morning. I'm going to say this. History had it go on um, in the 1860s, 1870s, three months before they chose their speaker. So as far as I care, the longer it takes, and, and you know, Representative uh, McCarthy represents everything from Fresno South to Bakersfield to my adopted parents are in Porterville area. And as far as I give a damn about him, He's two-faced. He need to let Mr. Byron Donald have it. And if we did let Mr. Donald have it, he would be your second black American besides uh, Justice Rainey, who would serve as Speaker of the House when the original Speaker of the House is out of the region. It would be a good thing instead of a team Jeffries, who's trash. And the first damn thing we need to be addressing in this country is China. We already lost five kids in the last four months in the Salem Transit District area where they, a lot of them would hang out to fentanyl. 15 years old, 13 years old, 17, 18. One might just been getting touched and might have been touched, maybe got pneumonia, allegedly. Okay? Now, what we need to do is get back to a damn America first policy. Sorry for my language. I'm trying to be nice with the Lord temptation. But at the same time, people, you need to get on the phone and call and blow up Mr. McCarthy's, tell him to give up off the damn seat. He can still be the majority leader, 
make Mr. Donald and let Mr. Jordan do his duty as judicial chairman so we can prosecute Mr. Mayorkas and all these other little rat finks that's continuing to do this China first, destroy our kids later policy. And that is my comment for the day. And if we totally want to talk about the stuff that's going on concerning life, clean up the rhinos in your counties because Baker County got swept out like cat shoot. And uh, at the same time, we need more of that up and down the state. My fellow Republicans, either get a backbone or Uncle Huck's going to bring a Medea-style backbone pimp-slapping verbally at you. That's all. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I, Jim, you, I want you to hang on through the two-minute break here because I'll, I promise I will go to you immediately as we come back. Does it matter? Does it matter right now in the long-term history of America and the future of America? Does it matter who is elected as the Speaker of the House? It does and it doesn't. I want to thank you, uh, by the way, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, for being one of our sponsors. If you're looking for a contractor you can truly trust, who lives his faith in how he treats you as a customer, go to RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Back in two minutes with Jim. Don't go away. No, that's not poverty. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Thank you, Jim, for the email about the majority fail. We'll get to that in a moment, but I promised I'd go to Jim. Jim, good morning. How are you, and what are your thoughts today? I'm doing pretty good, brother Jeff. Uh, I was just reporting to you that Aaron Hour, he ran for governor three times in the Constitutional Party. I just heard yesterday that he passed away three weeks ago. I did not know that. Oh, no. Really? Do you know Do you know from from what? How, how did it from happen? His, what happened? Yeah, cancer. His wife uh, told me about it. I'm pretty good friends with him. But anyway, I wanted to... Uh, Thank you for sure. If we could keep, keep him in prayer, but I wanted to release something I found in the Bible, if that's all right. Take about a couple minutes. Sure, go. It's about, it's about a, a covenant. Uh, it's called a, a dispensational covenant that's in Revelation chapter 13, 14, 19, and 20. Uh, it's a covenant that's going to last for three and a half years to seven years. I'm not sure, but probably three and a half. And the covenant is the covenant of the mark of the beast. All it says in chapter 13 that everybody takes the, the mark, the number, won't be able to buy or sell. And then in chapter 14, it says if they do take the mark, they go to hell. And then in chapter 20, it says that all those that overcame and didn't, didn't take the mark and were beheaded for Christ get a rule and reign for him a thousand years. And that, that's a dispensation. That's a covenant. It's a big thing to the church. It's going to spark a revival. It gives us a spot to uh, put down anchor and to begin to understand the book of Revelation, God's opening revelation. And I, I named it the the covenant or the dispensation of the mark of the beast, a.k.a. 
electronic gulag, and it's very political because this is about uh, you know the um, the changing of, of we're going from grace into this covenant, which was never been seen before. It's been there this whole time, and what, what set me off to it was that God says in chapter fourteen that if you take the mark, you go to hell. So we, we've had we're in the fifth covenant now. I could go through the covenants, but this makes it the sixth. And this lines the covenants up right. The sixth will be this one, this, this mark of the beast covenant. The seventh will be the Middle Kingdom, and then eight new beginnings will be heaven. And we go back. This this likens to the first covenant where God made a covenant with Adam and Eve that if they ate of the tree, they would surely die. If they didn't eat of it, yeah, they could live in paradise. Right. They broke the covenant. There was a judgment. They were thrown out of the garden of Eden, and they died. So that, that's called the covenant of, uh, of, in a sense, the second covenant is the covenant of conscience before the flood. Men didn't keep their conscience. They began to kill each other. The third covenant is the covenant of nations. That was Noah's covenant. The fourth covenant is the covenant of law. The fifth is grace. Now the sixth covenant, which is now being rebuilt, that will open the book of Revelation, is the covenant of the mark of the beast, or a.k.a. the electronic gulag. And it's an incredibly big thing to scholars and Bible theologians. You know I am a pastor, and this is a big thing. This could cause a revival in Oregon. And it comes out of Oregon in the name of Jesus. And Aaron Allen, he was a political, I mean, he was an Oregon statesman, a great man of God that stood for God. And he's the one that helped me find this. Amen. So let me ask you a question. Um, So the mark of the beast um, is predicted to be something that is, on our hand or in our forehead. Right now we have technologies. And this is, leads into another story I have on the show plan today about 5G electronic. You talk about the electronic gulag. Do you think that, ev- that, that a potential collapse of economic monetary systems around the world and this whole business of COVID, 5G, that it all plays into the microchip with all of your information that allows you to buy and sell to be emplaced in your hand or your forehead. Is that where we're headed here? That's where we're headed, and you'll be a complete slave to the government. And if you don't come out of it, the church will be raptured out, and if you don't come out of it, God has provided a way for you to go to heaven, to be beheaded or to hide in the wilderness so that you could come through that time. But God, and this opens the whole book. It goes into chapter twelve, where it talks about the man child being called up in the heaven. So, so it's all. So, so this is not a forum for you to preach a sermon, brother. Love you, <laughs> but gotta ask you this question now. So, how do we survive if we don't take the mark of the beast? How do we buy and sell? How do we eat? How do we pay for heat in our homes? How do we pay our property taxes? We have to come out from among them, my people. We have to rely completely on God. We're going to be supernaturally empowered by God, just like the devil is going to supernaturally take over the earth. Okay. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate your perspective. And, um, you know, look, if you are a person of faith, you know, I mean, if you're a person of faith, you have to embrace Revelation, what the Bible says. We are seeing many things happen. In fact, I got a phone call from Curtis, who's former mayor of Willamina, listens to this radio show. He called me last night. I couldn't take his call because I was on the phone with my mother. But he texted me. He said, do you think that where we're headed right now is the beginning of the end of times? And I said, yes, I do. Because of everything Jim just said about the electronic gulag, if you think about it, We have allowed ourselves to be tracked and trapped. 
Let me say that again. Tracked and trapped electronically by these wonderful computers, these supercomputers that are in our hands called smartphones. And our reliance on the internet, which I am using right now to broadcast this radio show to you, which we use to conduct email, to we use to influence and persuade persuadable people every day. We are relying on that. We are tracked by everything we do there and we are trapped. We have to think about this, folks. As many of us had said no to the COVID vaccinations, the mandates, will we say no to the mark of the beast, especially if it comes in the form of a microchip? That if you don't have it, you can't buy or sell. It's something to think about because it's coming, folks. Revelation is real. We're seeing it play out before our very eyes. But he also talked about the things we've compromised on. And I'll tell you the things the church has compromised on. And it ain't good. Walgreens and CVS are going to start selling the abortion pill now. That's part of it. We'll get back to Donald Trump. Is he wrong about abortion? When we come back at 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends, 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us on Political Coffee today. Here's what we're talking about before we go back to the phones. Is President Trump wrong? about his tweet saying that the reason Republicans didn't do so well is because the abortion issue was poorly handled, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the the mother that lost large numbers voters. Was he wrong? There's a piece in The Federalist today by a woman, Jordan Boyd, who says, no, he's very wrong. And I will tell you that he is. As much as I support this president, and I do, he's wrong. And there's a lot of examples because of it. Also, the fight for the Speaker of the House back in D.C. Two days now, Kevin McCarthy has lost six votes for that. Does it matter? Does it really matter? David Harrisini, who writes a piece in The Federalist also, who's no conservative, folks, and is not a Trump guy, he's a Trump hater, says, no, it doesn't really matter. Well, it does, and it doesn't, but not for any intellectual reason that David Harrisini puts forth. I'll tell you what it is in a moment. Do want to remind you, we got a lot of cold days of rain ahead of us. And you know what? Freedom Heating and Air can keep you warm 
in those circumstances, if you're not, either in your home or your business, it's one of the things they do the very best is that when you call, they come out, assess your issue. If you have a problem, they get it fixed for you. And they do it right away. Emergency services is one of the great ways they built such a strong business here in the Mid-Valley for 50 years. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. They got a great blog. They talk about all the services they have there. Freedomheatingandair.net. Check it out or just give them a call. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. We're going to go first to Rich and then to Gary. Rich, good morning. Your thoughts today. Good morning. Since we live in historic times, <clears throat> I don't see why we can't go to 135 on the number of times we vote for the House Speaker. <laughs> why not? Yeah, ne- next to uh, Ronnie and the uh, other gentleman, to get us to this point, the mark of the beast, we had such great assistance from the, for, and an example from our elected officials. Sadly, you are correct. In fact, an activist friend of mine sent me uh, pictures of a number of people, including congresspeople, including Kevin McCarthy, who were featured speakers at the World Economic Forum. And you know what the World Economic Forum is trying to do, and that's bring about one world government and strip us of our constitutional God-given rights. Yeah. The EU is their uh, beta test site. Was the sadly what the EU was right? Yep. Well, so how do we? How do you view this this fight? I mean, why why is it that this fight is going on? Why, in your mind? Uh, Well, I'm still mulling it over, but many options come to my mind. One of them is uh, they want business as usual, and yes, the new people in there are saying, I thought we're here to do something for the United States and the people, not just for us. You've hit the nail on the head. You absolutely hit the nail on the head. You see, the Republicans want business as usual. That's obvious with Mitch McConnell, with the whole omnibus thing. And it's obvious that the Republican Party as a whole, the leadership of the party, including Ronald McDaniel, completely forgotten the power of Donald Trump's message that got him elected to begin with. Well, whether it's Donald Trump or someone else, you got to look at it this way. This whole thing of McDaniels and stuff wanting business as usual trickles down. I know we've never heard that word before. No, of course not. Uh, That phrase trickles down to Oregon, and everything here is business as usual. It is. This is one of the reasons why I had such a hard time with Christine Drazen, because she's the quintessential establishment business as usual person. Well, she's ordering somebody else. That's what I'm saying is that the established GOP here is part of the business as usual. And so they're They're not going to have someone who's not going to be business as usual. That's right. We're sick of it. We, the American people, are sick of it. And I'm telling you, a whole lot of Democrats are. 
As are a lot of independents who don't like either party. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. Thanks uh, to Rebecca Donaldson for being one of our sponsors of both this radio station. You hear the great ads that about her and her ability to benefit you. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, there's a reason why. She won Best of the Willamette Valley, and it's because she's really good at what she does. Check it out for yourself. Go to her website, rebeccasgothouses.com, rebeccasgothouses.com, or just give her a call, 503-269-0747-269-0747. Kim writes about... The Mark of the Beast. We'll have Zion's camps to gather and escape the Mark of the Beast. You kind of wonder how all of this is going to play out. I'm not taking the Mark of the Beast. Are you? And Lee writes a great email, and I'll get to that on the other side of this phone call with Gary. Gary, good morning. How are you? Hey, Jeff. Good ducks. Beats. By the way, yes, uh, um, I, go ahead. Curtis, uh, Curtis wants to get in touch with you. He has questions about how to reverse uh, the vaccine's effects in your body. And he also is very interested in your book, Republic of Texas, which is very prophetic to the times that we're in, it seems. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, have him get in touch. You got my email. Um, yeah. Have him uh, touch and with I'll me. I was wanting to get back with you guys, too. Uh, yeah, Trump is wrong on this. Uh, he's not a classic conservative. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but if we were damaged by uh, abortion, then Christine Drazen would never have gotten within three points of That's winning right. the governorship here. Uh, she was beat to death uh, over the abortion issue. And she, the first Republican that has declared themselves pro-life, that I can remember, uh, she was not hurt by it. And I think her problem with the pro-life issue is she didn't go after them on late-term abortion. That is the most horrific procedure known to man, that you basically slaughter a live baby uh, in the womb. And many of these people, including Kotek, would be more than happy to slaughter that baby on the birthing table and who knows how much longer, and she should have rammed that home to the voters that that is the extreme position and the barbaric position, and we need to discuss it, and there is nothing wrong with being against that uh, procedure. You are so correct, Gary, and this is the central premise, and I appreciate you sharing it because it leads me perfectly into this Federalist article. Thanks, Gary. Go Beeves. Wish you the best. Go Ducks. Okay. Republicans, if, if the pro-abortion issue was so powerful, then why didn't it work for Betsy Johnson? Why didn't it work against Lori Chavez Dreamer? Because she won. And she was beat up as Christine Drazen was, tarred and feathered with the same thing. 
and she still won. Now, the failure here that Donald Trump has bought into, he's right about one thing. He said in his tweet, he says, it wasn't my fault that Republicans didn't live up to expectations in the midterms. I was 233 to 20. Trump endorsed candidates won 233 to 20. To 20. Trump lost, his candidates only lost 20 times. 233 of his candidates did. Now, Trump says it's because Republicans, some Republicans, poorly handled the issue. He's right, but not for the reason that he says. Because he says they firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the mother. Here's the problem with that. No, none of the Trump-backed candidates who ran in 2022 in the midterms, none of them supported, no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or the life of the mother. None of them did. He's wrong because he's believed the propaganda press and their allies in the Democratic Party. Now, how do you combat this? We'll tell you on the other side of the break, and I'll also expand to you also why the speakers call jeff now at 503-589-1220 that's 503-589-1220 let's return now to more of political coffee with jeff krupp we are back it is 10 minutes till the top of the hour Lee writes an email. By the way, if you want to send me an email, it is jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news, and I will try to read it on the air. He writes something that, well, it's an experience I had too. It's called pro-choice. He said, in my stupid youth, he writes, I believe that it was okay to let one decide what to do with their body and halfway understood the decision through justification. The question of the issue is hurtful to the election is one, who you are targeting. Trump is correct if you're targeting those who want choice, but he's wrong on the principle. Now I'm older and ignorant, but believe a representative shouldn't cave to the mass of feelings. If it's okay to abort, then it should be okay to take one out, take out one that you're irritated with. What's weak with the Republicans is they change their beliefs in an attempt to win votes. Shouldn't they stand on their beliefs no matter what? Fundamentally, pro-choicers don't value life, so there is a question. If they don't value life, what do they value? In my humble experience, this group of people are easily swayed in their ignorance, in which creates more problems for the masses. Standing on values, ethics should be what the candidates run on. Yes, but you have to emotionalize that argument. This is where Trump has gone wrong. You see, he buys the lie that you have to offer exceptions for rape, incest, the health of the mother. That that if you take that position, that you'll win. If you take the position of no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, the life of mother, you lose. 
He's wrong about that. Now, again, what Jordan Boyd points out, her assertion is that none of Trump's candidates, the 253 that he endorsed, none of them ran on the no exceptions rule. Even though the left tried to say that they did. You see, what they're missing here, and this is the emotionalization of it, and this is exactly where Gary went. You have to take the emotion of the left and counter it with what Lee just talked about in his email. If you don't value life, you have to make the value of life more important than the value of choice. The value of choice to kill a baby in the birth canal that is literally being born at that. It's called partial birth abortion. It is extreme. And this is Jordan Boyd's piece here and her point. Unapologetically pro-life, Ron DeSantis won by double digits. Unapologetically pro-life, Texas Governor Greg Abbott won re-election by double digits. They made unconditionally protecting pre-born life and exposing Democrats' abortion extremism an asset to their campaigns. Now, Mehmet Oz, who lost, Dr. Oz, who Trump endorsed, didn't fully embrace the unapologetic pro-life position. He lost, and that was embarrassing. You have to talk about You have to emotionalize the extreme position that Democrats defend. And that is that it's okay to take a life of a child literally up to the moment of birth. You have to emotionalize that. That's how you defend the pro-life statement. You can't ignore it. And believe me, Democrats are not going to let you ignore it at all. Because they think they have the winning issue. And too many consultants and too many Republicans who don't bother to think this through believe you have to offer the un... You have to be apologetic. You have to offer conditions for incest, rape, the life of the mother. Otherwise, you're not viewed as being compassionate. You have to make the point, no, the extreme view of the Democrats is not compassion. The most successful campaign ever in the abortion issue was the Abortion Stops a Beating Heart campaign run for many years. It was powerful. It still is. The extreme position is taking the life of a child the moment it's being born. And the polls show time and time again that people don't like it. In fact, most countries across the world do 
not allow abortion past 15 weeks. Did you know that? America, in Oregon anyway, we allow abortion to the moment of birth. Now, regarding the speaker's race, a speaker, it does matter who wins the speakership because that person appoints the heads of these committee chairs. But David Harrisini misses. This isn't about, he's right in that it isn't going to matter five years from now, 10 matter, years from now, because the business of budgets and all these other things will continue going on. Kevin McCarthy is only a bump in the road. Here's the problem with that. This is about trust more than anything else. The members of the House who have served with Kevin McCarthy and those that are coming in new don't trust him. There's a reason for that. Because he doesn't follow through with the things that he says he'll do. This is about trust. It is the same trust in marriage, in the leadership in your business, or your state agency. It's about trust. They don't trust him to do the things that he is apparently agreeing to do, all these demands of the 20 people who are voting against him. They don't trust him. You have to have trust. This is why it does matter. Even though Donald Trump may lie and may get it wrong from time to time, we trust him to follow through with the things he says he's going to do. You have to follow through the things you say you're going to do in your marriage, in your family, in your business, in your interactions with other human beings. This is where Kevin McCarthy has missed it. Trust. That's what it boils down to. Plays out on day three. I'm back then because tomorrow's Freedom Friday. Your opportunity to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about then. Keep praying for America and praying for the house. See you tomorrow.